In the words of a king, there is power. And as we behold him with unveiled faces, we're transformed into the very image of God. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. K. Ijishesan, brought to you by Kingswood Ministries International. We believe that as you listen, faith is stirred up in you to become all that God has called you to be. Light be. We need you to stand out as light. Because I saw into the realm of the spirit and I saw so many lights sleeping. You know, you know, it's possible for all those beautiful lights not to be able to make any effect in this auditorium if somebody goes to where the switch is and switches it on. It becomes so dark and the light blends with darkness. And, and it seems like it's nothing. Whereas there's much capacity in the light. But simply because the light has not been activated. The light seems like ordinary. The light seems as nothing. And yet, it's everything. But once somebody goes to where the switch is, locates the switch and turn it on, all of a sudden, the whole atmosphere is lit up. Just because somebody activated the light. So I'm here this morning to activate you, the light. So when I'm talking about lights, be don't be looking around looking for some lights because you are the light. Jesus declared, I believe in John chapter 8, he said, for as long as I'm in this world, I am the light of the world. So if it applies to Jesus, it applies to you. Because you are literally after the order of Jesus. If Jesus was the light, then you are the light now. <laughs> so you're not looking for some light coming from somewhere. You are the light. You are the light that would be in your environment. You are the light that would be in your space. You are the light that would be in your sphere. You are the light that would be in your neighborhood. You are the light that would be in your state. You are the light that would be in your nation. You are the light that would be in your mountain where God has called you to be. I am the light. I want you to get up and shout it seven times. Remind yourself. Maybe you are beginning to forget. Shout it seven times. I am the light. One. I heard the Lord saying, the light does not seek transfer because there's darkness. Maybe that's a word for, it's for, it's for somebody. Somebody started thinking, I need to change my workplace. I don't like this atmosphere. <laughs> Could it be God placed you in the workplace to be the light? And now that light is about to, to run. Don't you never say, I don't run. I, don't run. I, shine. I shine. Hey, I'm running nowhere. I don't know that thing that's been scaring you. It's time to stare back at it. And say, I'm not running from you. I'm shining. I said, I'm shining. I refuse to be intimidated by darkness. It's never hard that darkness covered light. I'm light. You may be seated. I'm light. Light cannot be silenced. It shines. It cannot be covered. 
So my assignment this morning is to announce you are in a new season. You are in a new season of what? Light. And you happen to be that light. So I can as well say, it's your time. Because, oh my God, you didn't hear that. I said, I can as well say, it's your time. So if God says it's a new season of light, that makes it your time. Because you happen to be what? Delight. Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1. Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1. It says, Arise! Shine! For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. So it talks about the light has come. And the next thing he's talking about is the kabod of the Lord. The word kabod there speaks of the witness of God. So you are, a, you are a light that is backed up by glory. You know, uh, there are different words to this light. Some are 40 words, some are 160 words. And you know, the impact of the light is determined by what? The intensity or the, the, the amount of words that the light has capacity for. And where your light is concerned, it says your own light capacity is determined by God. He said the glory, the weightiness of God, the weightiness of the Lord is risen upon you. Boy, you cannot be ignored. Hey, you didn't hear that. Oh, somebody, someone needs to shake his head with an attitude and say, I cannot be ignored. As I'm speaking right now, somebody is being recognized in his workplace, in our workplace. Yeah. Come on, if you know that is for you, stand up and shout, I cannot be ignored. I don't know who I'm talking about. This week, a decision is about to be made in the favor of somebody. Some king somewhere will not be able to sleep because some lights must be recognized. Shout it again, say, I cannot be ignored. Yeah, la, 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 la. Shout it again. Say, it's impossible for me to be ignored. Why? Why? I'm not just some bobs. The glory of the Lord is behind this light. See, it's impossible. Is there a right shine? For your light has come, boy. It's time to shine. You have glory backing you up. Said the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Look at verse 2. He said, Darkness shall cover the heart and gross darkness the people. So he's saying, Listen, that light coming does not mean darkness is not going to be in your environment. In fact, he says it's not just going to be darkness, it will be gross, intense darkness. But guess what? The Lord will arise over you and his weightiness. So the weightiness of God. Is bigger than the darkness, the gross darkness in your world. Hmm. He says, glory shall be seen. As gross as this darkness is, it cannot be compared to the glory weight behind you. Hmm. 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 So stop singing about the darkness or the gross darkness. Start singing about the glory. Ooh. 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 Do you know the price of things? Things are so expensive. Houses have doubled. You know, crazy things are happening in our days. 
since I've been an adult, I've never seen cars appreciate. Until the last two years. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Use cars. The car you bought two years ago, you take it to dealership and say, yes, it's worth $10,000 more. Crazy. The last two years, cars refused to depreciate. It started appreciating. But guess what? That's not what we meditate on. Could it be God was waiting for the time that it would be so expensive for you to have it? Maybe some of you, there were certain cars you were thinking, no, you were going to get, but now it seems the price is going up and you are taking yourself out of the equation. God says it's time to put yourself in the equation. Because gross darkness does not scare God. Gross darkness does not scare you. So I don't meditate on the economy of the world. I don't meditate on the current affairs. I meditate on Jehovah. Oh, the glory. Oh, can, can I speak over somebody this morning? I said, the glory of the Lord is upon you. Somebody shout the gold, the glory of the Lord is on me. The, I see his weightiness more than the darkness. Is it grossly dark? Yes. But there's something more real to me is the witness of God. God's witness is all over me. It's all over my house. It's over my career. It's over my family. It's over the works of my hand. It's over my home. It's over everything I'm involved with. And that's all I see. Fine, it's dark. But I'm so full of his witness. His witness is beyond the gross darkness. There's darkness everywhere. But the weightiness of God. <laughs> you know, God is so interested. There are certain things He will not even let you have it when they are cheap. Because if you have it or you got it when it was cheap, you'll be able to say, I bought it. You're not getting it. But if you got it when it was so expensive, he said, God gave it to me. Oh I, oh, I feel the glory of God. God gave Could it be God is waiting? I said, oh yeah, I missed it. I should have bought a house when the interest rate was so low. But now the, I'm prophesying over somebody. I don't know. Oh, I should have gotten a house when the interest rate was so low. But now it's high. How on earth can I afford it? You don't get it. You are walking in the frequency, in the wavelength of God. Could it be God was waiting for when it to be so expensive so that the world would be able to know God got it for you. Are you listening? to me so that you'll not be able to say I got it through the works of my hand, through my strength, my skills, everything I've got. God says, I want to give it to you. I want to make it. Can, can I prophesy freely this morning? I, I, I want to make a statement out of you. I want to announce you to the world. I want somebody to know that I'm good. I didn't know he would not have crucified the God of glory. You know, there are certain things that the enemy will regret doing where you are concerned. It would, when he sees the manifestation, can I prophesy freely this? When he sees the manifestation of the hand of God in your life, literally, will be like, Chai! I, should not have, I should not have attacked him. You know, I was talking to Dusi last Sunday. So I'm not going to do Siri Econ. I mean, it's my dear boy. We were talking yesterday, and huh? we were talking about your accident. And we were just talking about it, and I was just reflecting. I was reflecting. I put up the post a few days ago. I mean, I'm, I was just reflecting. But, but the most important thing is this. Do you mean, do you know that what happened to him last weekend made his ministry more known? Even there were people that didn't know about him before. 
You have to, who is this boy that everybody is talking about? I want to announce that whatever attack the enemy has against you in this season will result in your favor. You know, God has a way of allowing the enemy. Yes, sir. Because he wants to prove a point. You know, he was, can I tell you something? He set up Satan when he told Satan about Job. Look at my boy. That's right. That's right. And he said, yes. The most important thing is at the end of the day, Job ended up with double. Yes, sir. So the things he brought against Job, even made Job's testimony bigger. Because, in, you know, people don't talk about the fact that in nine months, he was restored. People make it look like the, the affliction of Job was for a lifetime. It was under a year. And before the end of the year, God turned it around. I want to prophesy over somebody. No, no, no matter what you are dealing with, you are, you are struggling with, you are handling presently. I declare in a short while, it will become a major testimony. <laughs> That's why Paul said, I glory my infirmities. Because my infirmities, my afflictions, my limitations, my barriers, my challenges are opportunities for God to manifest himself. How will somebody know God is a God of miracle if the devil did not afflict me with some sickness? How will somebody know God delivers if he did not try to kill me? How will somebody know that God promotes if the devil did not try to take away my job? How would he, we would not have known that God was capable of delivering somebody from the den of lion if Daniel had not been thrown into the den. So there is a God that allows you to go into the den of lion. And you're wondering, why didn't you stop the process? He said, it's a setup. Now, come on, turn to your neighbor, tap your neighbor, say, it's a setup. Hey, Balako. You know, there are times it seems your deliverance is delayed because what God wants to bring out of your, your situation, your affliction, your infirmity is much bigger than what the enemy can imagine. Oh, come on, turn to your neighbor and say, it's a set. So whatever you are dealing with this morning, I stand as a prophet of God to declare it's a set for your promotion. It's a set for your announcement. Somebody lift up your hands and shout, it's a set had he known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You know, there was a time he felt like Jesus had no deliverer. They held him down like a common criminal. Nailed him to the cross. And they were mocking him. Is he not the supposed king of Israel? Even his disciples were discouraged. They went back to fishing business. He was like, it's not looking good. Look at those two disciples on the road to Emmaus talking about, you know, what have befell them, how things are messed up, not knowing a miracle has just happened. The Lord of glory has risen. Some of you are still crying over your affliction, but a miracle has taken place. The Lord just needs to open the eyes of your spirit to see the manifestation. is a setup. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has prepared for those that love him. God is too good to leave you in that affliction. God is too good to leave you in that challenge forever. That's why Paul said for our light affliction, which is bought for a moment. I came to announce to somebody, whatever you are dealing with is for a moment. It's for a moment that is about to pass away. You are the light. The light can never be covered up. Lift up your hands and shout, I am the light. So don't mess with me. God is not done with me. 
Just because my deliverance didn't come so quickly does not mean my deliverance is not guaranteed. Hey, there is a God that patiently waits to bring forth the best at the right time. Hey, in his time, he makes all things beautiful. You know, the enemy is always in the haste. But the Bible says, be followers of them that through faith and patience. Can somebody trust God this morning? In the midst of your affliction, in the midst of your trial, just don't walk in faith. Walk by patience. It's a setup. God is walking something behind, beyond what my mind can comprehend. God is walking something beyond what my small mind can take. It's a setup. In spite of the fact that he has not told me what is walking i trust him oh somebody jump on your feet and scream i trust him come on shout i trust him three times if he tells you everything then it won't be faith i trust him i trust him the whole world is against me. No. If God be for me, who can be against him? I trust him. Don't you see it? Everything is going down. Who told you that? I trust him. I trust him. Have you not read about the story of Lion, of, of, of Dan and the land in the den of Lion? Did you know how the story ended? I trust him. I'm so sure there were people that were putting their hands on their head when Daniel was being thrown into the den. I said, oh, what is God going to do? Will he just allow him to go into that? Some of them are already imagining the lion opening their mouth and swallowing Daniel. But Daniel said, I trust him. I trust him. The mere fact that he did not bring the deliverance at the, at the opening of the den does not mean he's not going to deliver. He's waiting for the right time to manifest his deliverance. Is it not a bigger testimony that he ended up in the den of lion and the lion could do anything oh, with yes. him? I trust him. If he had just been delivered, if the king just changed his mind just before he was put in the den of the lion, we would not have known that God is able to deliver from the den of lion. Amen. But he allowed him to go into the den of lion so that you will be able to stand before people that have been throwing den of lion in the future. I said, come on, I've been there before. I've been there before. And guess what? The lion could not hurt me. They could not hurt me. Somebody shout, I trust him. Sit down, sit down, sit down. Are you getting this? You are light. You are light. You are light. Be audacious in this season as light. Be confident in your identity. The darkness does not define me. The darkness of the economy does not define me. The darkness of the supply chain does not define me. The darkness of the currency does not define me. But adventure, you are watching this in a nation where the currency is quite dark. The darkness of the currency does not define me. If what I could not do even when the currency was strong, I will do when the currency looks funny now. Because my economy is God's economy. There is a God that will tell an Isaac, there is famine, but guess what? You are not moving out. Because I want to prove my power in the midst of famine. In fact, you will sow in famine and reap hundredfold. Is that not a bigger testimony? Yes, sir. Than you run away from the famine. In fact, that's even a testimony. What chased you out of your purpose? Famine. Don't you get it? And please, if God has placed you in an environment... Don't allow anything to chase you out. Yes, including excuse to give better life to your children. You know, people can... <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not living because of me. It's because, ah, human beings. It's because of my children. Could it be you are taking those children out of their purpose? 
Yeah, God can do anything in any environment. God has a plan. And he has a place. You are not an accident. Your complexion, your place of birth, the parents that gave birth to you. I know some of you wish for better parents. Ah, where was Barack Obama and Michelle? When God was making me, God gave you the best set of parents. The kind of parents you need for your future. Come on, lift up your hands and shout, I trust him. You are light. You are light. You are light. So let me announce what your light is about this season. You want to hear? God told me, he said, your light is about a season of flight. <laughs> God told me this morning when I was thinking about this message, he said, I tell them there's a generation that is about to take off. Where that generation? Oh, just a few people here. I said, where are the people? God told me, he said, you've been taxing for a few months, but now that plane, where are the people that are about to take off? A generation is about to take off with the power of God, filling every space and spare. Take off. Boom. That the people that thought you were mates, they will look up and they will say, wow. He has taken off. I'm speaking over somebody. There is a light that brings what? Your flight. Boom. You take off. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 3. Sit down. What a powerful message. Love this message. It's a season of flight. Boy. Don't you know the neighbor? Respect me. I'm about to take off. If you're nice to me now, I will remember you in my kingdom. I'm about, oh, come on, tell three people, be nice to me. I'm about to take off. Don't think, oh, Rebalaka, you think you know me. You're about to see me in all my glory. I'm about to take off. Shakata, ba, ba, ba. Be nice to me so that you'll be able to tell people later, I know him. I'm about to take off. Come on, who is ready to take off? I'm about to take off. I'm about to take off. Isaiah chapter, chapter, chapter 60 verse 4. I'm about to take off. Boom. Say, wow. Did you know him? Yes. He's my friend. Be nice to me so that you'll be able to tell people, he's my friend. You know, the other day somebody was telling me about a project. And he said, I, I, I don't know how to tell the person. I said, oh, he's my boy. I just called the person, one phone call. The person called me back yesterday. He said, ah, he said, Daddy, you are great. Just like that. What I could not tell him. He was the one that was now reaching out to me and said, I will do it. It's the power of influence. Don't you never say, be nice to me. <laughs> so that I will tell them, please, please, no protocol. Let him come straight to my palace. Be I'm taking off, boy. Ah! I'm taking off. I'm taking off. Be nice to me. Be nice to me. I'm taking off. He said, lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They'll come to you, your sons and your daughters. He said, no, let's go to verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. There's a lot, lot to capture. Please, are you, are you loving this? Or should I stop now? Please. Most of you even came to late to church, so it's okay. <laughs> verse 8. At least you are better than the people that became virtual. 
And the Bible says, there's no difference between virtual church and physical church. There's a lot to you stop, stop deceiving yourself. You know, there's a level of impact that you can only experience when you are touched. Did you get your wife pregnant virtually? <laughs> the virtual is the same. Go out. Your nice baby. Make sure it's through virtual impartation. Impart your wife. Say, baby, receive it. First time. <laughs> you will end up with a virtual baby. You need a real miracle. Okay, don't let me go there. It says, who are those who fly like a cloud? Is it unlike those to their roost? Who are these? Who are these? Don't tell them one more time. Say, respect me. Be nice to me. So that when I enter my kingdom, <laughs> I'll remember you. Okay, you got that? It's a season of what? Flight. Secondly, the Lord spoke to me. He said, "It's a season of the wind of the spirits." Hey, Mala, I hope somebody is capturing it. Write it down. Don't just act like your calculator and write it down. It's a season of what? Wind of the spirit. The Lord spoke to me. Now, these are not nice words. Thy coins. I was in a prayer walk on Thursday, to be precise, and the Lord began to speak to me, and He told me the seven things I'm sharing with you in my prayer walk. He said it's going to be a season of light and it's going to be a season of what? Wind of the Spirit. God told me, he said that wind of the Spirit will blow some things out and it will blow some things in. For the sake of time, I won't ask you to read it. Extra chapter 2, from verse 1 to 7, you will see how Vashti was blown out. The woman did not do anything wrong. In fact, if, the, if we're going to be sincere, I don't know if you know the story of Esther. If there was anybody that was wrong, who was wrong? The king, I mean, was trying to make mockery of the woman. Listen to me, when the wind of the spirit is blowing, it's not about who is right, who is wrong. It's about prophecy being fulfilled. A prophecy was about to be fulfilled. God needed somebody in that palace. So there was a circumstance. And, and I want to speak as a prophet of God in this season. In this season, this season of light, I declare by the wind of the Spirit, things will be blown out so that you can be blown in. Yeah. Vashti was what? Blown out from queen to nobody. So that a nobody by the... Oh my God, I'm prophesying right now. A nobody by the name of Esther. A nobody without father, without mother, who was raised by his cousin... In fact, some of us call Modekai his uncle. No, no. Modekai was a what? Cousin. Older cousin. It was a older cousin that raised her an orphan. Hey. An orphan who had no one walked into the palace. Because there was a wind blowing. I declare in this season of light, by the wind of the spirit, you will be blown into your prophecy. He said, the wind of the spirit will blow people out of the palaces of this world and blow in a new generation. Where are those new generations? Come on, identify yourself, the people that are going to be blown in. People say, no, 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 it's not him, it's him. By the time they start seeing you online, on TV, granting press conference, he say, it's him, oh. he's him. 
Because you have been blown in. Oh, God set you up for a place bigger than you. God blew. Hey, Lacas. Esther had no idea. Adasa. What's going on? She enrolled in beauty contest, and the next thing, everybody fell in, ah, ah, just like that. Queen of the land wins. I see a generation moving into palaces they did not build, yeah. occupying positions they have no certification for, yeah. being placed strategically to fulfill a prophecy. Where are that generation? Where are those people? Somebody shall win of the spirit. It will blow things out and blow you in. Three. Oh, this one. God schooled me concerning the one I want to. You know, I've thought on imagination for years. In fact, I've said it categorically in places before. That, you know, you know, creativity is not a function of the spirit primarily. It's a function of the mind because it's true imagination, which is true to an essence. But apparently, it was a partial truth. God schooled me on Thursday. He said, let me teach you another level of creativity. He said, this season is a season of creative force of heaven. So there's a natural creative what? Force which is a function of the imagination of men. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. And that's why we have amazing products all over the world today that were not necessarily, you know, products of new creations. People without God made a bunch of things. MacBook, windows of all sorts, you know, so many wonderful things. They were made by people who just explored the creativity that is lodged in the soul of man. In fact, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 11, verse 6, he said, these men, men that were not walking in the will of God, he said, what they have imagined will not be constrained from them. It will not be restrained from them. Telling you that there's a capacity to imagine that a natural man carries. But the Lord spoke to me on Thursday. He said, there is going to be a massive operation of heaven in this season. Can you rise up as I declare this word? He said that will cause a generation to create beyond their imagination. Amen. Oh, you didn't hear me. So it's, it's about creative ability. It's a, it's a creative ability that comes through the human spirit via download from heaven. Lift up your hands and shout creativity, creativity. on another level. You know, there's a creativity based on you explore. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You stretched your mind, you imagined, and you came up with something beautiful. And that's amazing. But God told me, he said, there are creativities that are coming to this generation that are simply products of download. Your mind has nothing to do with it. God just revealed it to you. Let's lift up your hands. Sound creativity, creativity through the force of heaven. Did you get it? Sit down. This, you need to go and write this down and pray them out. God told me, he said, heaven is pouring like never before. People will create beyond their imagination. How many have I given you? Four. I love this one. He said, it's a season of batting. And I saw into the realm of the spirit and I saw a generation that has been pregnant for a while. And I heard the Lord say, this is the due season to deliver. Hmm, this is the due season to what? 
deliver. But let me tell you something about batting. For you to, I mean, you don't just sit down and say, oh, I've been pregnant for nine months. Okay, baby, come out. I know some of you have supernatural, I mean, delivery or whatever. But for most of us, like I had a child too by myself. For most women, that was how, was that the way the child came? Come on, talk to me. In fact, before the, somebody is shaking his head like she's been to the delivery room. I'm not looking in your direction, but I was just surprised the way you were shaking your head. Okay, don't worry, you will soon go there. So, <laughs> I'm not looking in any direction. So, I don't worry here, pastor was using me to preach. And by the way, if I use you to preach, you are special. <laughs> the next time you feel like you are the subject being discussed, just lift up your two hands and say, Lord, you have counted me, Lord. Of all the people in church, you have picked me. You selected me by grace. And pastor used me to preach. Okay, so, before the baby comes out, there's a process. Any, what do you call them? What are the people that, doctors, doctors that help people, but, what do you call them? Anyone like that here, yeah? you do that. No, we have a lot of doctors. There's not a doctor that realizes in pushing baby out. Okay, so, but what I'm trying to say is this. But there are nurses here who does that. I mean, any, any nurse involved in that? Can you wave your hands? Okay, let me borrow. Uh, Michelle, come here. Put your hands together for Michelle. By the way, Michelle is getting baptized today, and she's so excited. She, she sent a message to, it's been two years waiting for a baptism. Oh, Jesus. You send a message to my wife this uh, during the week, say, Pastor me, I hope they're not going to cancel baptism because it's raining on Sunday. So my wife sent a message, say, make sure there's no cancellation of baptism because of rain. Michelle wants to be baptized. So, okay. Now, how many babies have you been involved in helping? Too many. Too many. Like 10? 20? 50? 100? I've been in my job for 12 years. 12 years. Okay. Now, for, to push babies out, give me a microphone, please. Now, to okay. Now, to I mean, when a woman gets to that place, she's been pregnant for nine months. She's fully feeling the what do you call it? The contraction, labor. labor contraction. What needs to be done to get the baby out? Tell tell us. What did she say? F-O-R-C-E. She asked to push out. Because there's a way I can announce it's a season of batting. And so we get excited. Ooh, babies are just coming out naturally. God bless you. You said what I wanted. Put your hands together for her. Listen. And that's why the Lord told me this morning, he said, declare Friday a solemn assembly. Babies are coming out. But for babies to come out supernaturally, they have to be what? Pushed out supernaturally. Lazy women don't deliver babies. And that's why the moment your wife went to the delivery room and came back with a child, you must respect her more. Double allowance. That push is a major push. Somebody is like sending a message to our husband now. Did you hear what pastor said? You need to respect me more. 
I pushed three babies out for you. And some men, women have pushed five babies. They're on their sixth one. Can you imagine? So, <laughs> so come on, this is not now. There's a pushing that must be deliberate. Push! Let me give you a scripture for that. Isaiah chapter 68, verse 8. Push! God says, I want, to, I want to bat new things. I want to bat new things in your season. New things. New babies. Not physically, most likely. New things. No, I say, no, no. Some men, I say, I bind it in the name of Jesus. Not have any baby. So, not necessarily a physical baby. Can you project it? Isaiah 6, verse 8. He said, who has had such a thing? Who had seen such, a, such things? Shall the heart be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth. So there is a travail. The, the old King James says, for as, for as soon as Zion travail, there's a travail in the place of prayer. All this plus Jesus minus Satan. Amen. Does not push any, any baby out. You, there's a praying through in the spirit. Ekiah, Sotob. And that's what we're going to do this Friday. Come and push your babies out. So it's one thing to prophesy new babies are coming. It's another thing to be deliberate about pushing out the babies. As soon as Zion travel, she gave birth. Some of you, you need to repair your prayer altar. It's been sleeping. Especially now that you are comfortable. When you are believing God before you bought your thing. Maso, soku, kata, yaka. But now, the Lord has done. It's always Thanksgiving. Gratitude. Gratitude Monday, gratitude Tuesday, gratitude Wednesday, gratitude. I mean, you have them line up. The people that lead you in gratitude. There's a time for gratitude. There's a time for travel. Can we travel this Friday? And please, don't travel virtually. Come here. Including all the people that are watching me virtually. Even in Chicago area. Come and travel here at 7.30. Travel. Bakusoto. You know, and there's an atmosphere to travel. We create it here. Push the babies out. Push the babies. There are things. Now, prophecies don't just manifest themselves. That's why Paul had to tell Timothy, this charge I commit to you, that you wage a good warfare with the prophecies which have been spoken over you. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 14 or verse 18. Prophecies don't just happen. They happen because somebody cooperated with God to bat. Hmm. Is it four now or five? A season of invention and innovations. You know, they are all connected. God told me, said they are going to be all manners of invention and innovations. They are part of what is coming with the batting. Innovation, inventions everywhere. You will see new inventions and innovations in every field by the help of the Spirit. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18. Remember not the former things, not consider the things of the old. Behold, I will do a new thing. I speak as a prophet of God. New things. You think Amazon is the end? New things are coming. I mean, when I came into this country, it was days of sacred city. 
You remember Sacred City? Where is Sacred City again? When I came into this country, it was, it was days of blockbuster. Yes, they don't even know what is called blockbuster. So why are they blocking? Who's, be, who's been busted? <laughs> but God told me, he said, you've not seen anything. Because there are going to be new ideas, new visions, and new what? Inventions. Oh, back up. I don't know if you want to be part of it. If you want to be part of it, lift up your two and say, I declare. I play an active role in the new innovations and inventions of this season. God told me, he said, there are lights that will lead the movement. Are you one of the lights? Remember where we're coming from. In other words, there are going to be creativity, not just by imagination. God will give you an edge. Oh, oh, I feel like running. I said, God will give you an edge. In other words, God told me, he said, beyond researches, by revelation. Somebody has been doing research for seven years. He has not finalized. Boom. You will just know by the Spirit. What about this? A season of unusual takeover. Six, unusual takeover. There are Davids that nobody knows about in the field. They think they are too young, but God says, I've been preparing them. Because they were not there when the lion and the bear were being handled. And you know, there are times that God keeps you from the scene. The brothers had no idea that David had been prepared for war. That's why the first child was so mad when he saw him. Ah, who is this boy? You are just a teenager. There must be a reason why they didn't take you with us. Only, you know, we able men were brought to the war front. But what he did not know it was that his brother had fought the lion, had fought the bear. God told me, he said, there are people being trained behind the scene now. They are fighting lions. They are defeating bears. And nobody knows about it. Because very soon, God will set you up. Your Kairos moment will appear. And you will find yourself in the, in the, in the, in the battlefront. And guess what? A Goliath that is messing up everybody, you will have the right words to say. And the king will be forced to put his armor on you. Only to realize you don't even need the king's armor to win the battle. Because your training behind the scene is all you need to win the battle now. Unusual takeover. David's been raised. Who will bring down the Goliaths like no man business. And the lastly, how many have I given you? Six. Lastly is a season of great sensitivity. Get on your feet. Great sensitivity. You better show up this, this Friday. Let's bat together. Great sensitivity. God told me, he said, there's going to be an outpouring of the spirit like never before. It's going to be a season of the spirit of seeing and hearing. Yes, for eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. It's yet to come to the understanding of man what God has prepared for those that love them. Love that. Love him rather. There's a capacity to see by the spirit. Lift up your hands and shout, I see. I see. By the spirit. I know by the Spirit. I'm sensitive in the Spirit. Come on, did you get the message? It's a season of flight. It's a season of unusual takeover. It's a season of great sensitivity. It's a season of new birth. It's a season of what? Innovations and what? Inventions. A new generation is about to take flights, take off everywhere. Lift up your hands. 
I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that you will not be missing in this new season. I declare that you'll be relevant in this new season. Lift up both hands as I pray for you. What God has prepared for your generation, I declare you will participate in it. We hope you've been richly blessed by this teaching from Kingswood Ministries International. Feel free to visit our website at kingswood.org for more inspiring teachings by Dr. K. Ijishasong. There you'd also find other helpful materials and further information about this ministry. God bless you richly.